Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Good to be back, Dr. Paul. Very good. Yeah. We missed you, but uh, we stayed busy. And we did. We tried to keep up. You and Chris did better without me. I'm going to retire. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> little competition there rehearsal. I know, exactly. But I have to be concerned about you two guys competing. You know, I have to be on my toes here. But uh, the one thing for sure... Uh, you know, in the last couple of days and you coming back and and weekends seem to be very productive of a lot of things going on. I end up with a lot of items. I say, maybe maybe our viewers would like to hear about this, maybe about yeah. this. And so so we have plenty. So our job now is to put it in some decent order. Try to, yeah, try <laughs> but, to. But uh, just so the message gets out is what we're anxious for and to get people uh, inclined. And, and a lot of people do write in, and it's a suggestion to us. You know, that article they mentioned, that author there, they liked a little bit more information. So, yeah. uh, uh, and I know you sometimes follow up and put it on a website. To, yeah. You know, if you want to read this, you have to go someplace to get it because we can't give all the details. But we, we do a lot. But today um, we have, we're going to start off with something I think is uh, pretty interesting. Uh, you've been good at gathering up maps and visuals. And uh, the, the, the story now is uh, a rebellion going on. Well, they can be dangerous, you know. Uh, if you have to be careful on what they're called, they might be called an insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> so when the real insurrection comes, they'll say they won't admit anything, you know, yeah. that's happening. Well, right now, what we're looking at is something called the Red State Rebellion Against the Vaccine Mandate. Yeah. Of course, uh, that's what, you know, we talked a lot about last week. The media talks about it. And, and it's getting more interest now because part of the part of the Biden program is jacking up the prices, yeah. you know, for all this stuff he's doing. You know, we have to have more taxes, which I'm surprised because they've, they've been pretty successful at just printing the money and the people, uh, you know, although the inflation is coming and it'll get a lot worse. Uh, as of now, you know, people just ask for more money, which is more inflation. But anyway, uh, I think you'll be putting up something to show uh, you know, uh, the division in this country. And uh, there's always been some division. Uh, Nixon talked about the Southern strategy and this sort of thing. Uh, but right now, the division is over or not, wh whether or not the government should dictate uh, our personal medical care. Uh, you know, there was a time that uh, they, they said that, uh, you, know, you know, the doctor-patient relationship was the defining factor in, uh, in, in good medicine. And uh, now, now, of course, uh, uh, you know, they even, even went to an extent to passing a law, which was a law fake, and that was called the HIPAA law to protect privacy. <laughs> and it doesn't do anything to yeah. it. And so now it's out in the open. Not only is your information out in the open, uh, and it can be found by just about anybody. It's it's also uh, th this whole thing that the government's taken over the the direction of it. And uh, I have some uh, uh, family members that are still actively practicing. And the other day they ordered uh, uh, some I ivermectin, uh -huh. and uh, and they had been doing it. And, uh, and, and we, you know, we found out that ivermectin had been used conventionally with people. It wasn't horse medicine. Yeah, yeah. But, but the pharmacist, I talked to the doctor in my family and said, well, what, um, uh, what's this for? And uh, wh wh what's the diagnosis? And uh, I think they were honest. And I said, well, yeah, for our, this is for a COVID patient. 
which the question should have never been asked. Yeah, it's none of the business. So what they did, they said, well, we can't sell it to you. Wow. They had that rationing. I don't think that's universal, but that's, that's, that's what's coming. Uh, unless, Daniel, unless this is for the real, this rebellion that is starting. People have had enough of this. And, you know, freedom is a little bit nicer than tyranny. Yeah. And I think, I think the ducks are lining up, the people who have decided, well, all this, uh, uh, you know, tyrannical control of our medical care and the virus, maybe, maybe they're not very good at this. And, uh, and, and they're still hoping that uh, Fauci is their savior. But yeah. uh, I can guarantee you he's not our savior. <laughs> so, so anyway, there's a, there's a rebellion brew. And I think as we went along and just prepared this morning, we came up with new stuff yeah. where people are indicating, you know, that uh, a, a, re a rebellion is brewing. Well, we know we saw the numbers for Biden on the Afghanistan, you know, for better or for worse, he's getting trounced. And so I think this a lot of this is kind of a, a, a wag the dog moment where he needs to distract attention from what most of America looks like, looks at as an absolute foreign policy disaster. Um, so I think he decided to go for broke, and he gave a speech last week, and you and Chris covered it very well on Friday. He gave an outrageous speech on Friday, going against everything that he said in the past, going everything that people like Pelosi and all the top Democrats have said in the past. They've always said that a vaccine mandate is not legal, it can't be done, it shouldn't be done. And so he burst through, not only does he say, we're going to do it, he says, uh, I'm going to roll over governors who resist me. <laughs> And that didn't go over too well. And in fact, let's look at this next, our first clip. This is what these governors said in response to Biden saying, we will bury you, if we can put that first uh, picture up. This is what I think is really amazing. This is the red state rebellion. These are states where the governors have said, no, Biden, we will not do this. Uh, to varying levels, some will take it to courts and some have just said no. We're blocking it. It's not going to happen. And when you look at the map, there's a lot more red than there is gray or whatever these other ones are. And I think it's growing. And I think there's going to be pressure on states. Look, even Ohio and DeWine has been horrible on COVID. Even Ohio, he, he sees the writing on the wall uh, and he sees how dangerous this is. And Dr. Paul, if we could just go through a couple of quotes from these governors, because I think it shows a lot. If we could do the next couple of clips, here's South Carolina governor. Uh, Henry McMaster, the American dream has turned into a nightmare under President Biden. Uh, they declared war, thumbed their noses on the Constitution, and then he says, rest assured, we will fight them to the gates of hell <laughs> to protect the liberty and livelihood of every South Carolinian. And the next one, this is from uh, Alaska, the governor of Alaska. Uh, he says, this is ridiculous and unenforceable. If there was ever a case for the 25th Amendment, that's good. And here's the Attorney General from Indiana is the next one. It says Biden's decision to demand American workers get vaccinated or risk losing their jobs is what one would expect of dictators in a banana republic. In Indiana, we do not rule by fiat, and I will not allow the president to destroy our guaranteed freedoms and our economy at the same time. And the final one, Dr. Paul, before I throw it back to you, is our own Governor Greg Abbott. Not too shabby. He says Biden's vaccine mandate is an assault on private businesses. I issued an executive order protecting Texans' right to choose whether they get the COVID vaccine and added it to the special session agenda. Texas is already working to halt this power grab. Good news. I'm glad he's hearing uh, Don Huffine's uh, footprints behind him. Otherwise, he might not have been so bold. Yeah, th th this is a, um, 
a sign that things are different than one year ago. Yeah. I mean, one year ago, everybody was rolling over and doing whatever they were told. Now, I think the evidence is coming out that uh, uh, things aren't as rosy and they're not as effective as they are supposed to be. And there's a lot of questions being raised about the uh, the vaccine. And all of a sudden, uh, we're even now, and we may mention this later, it, there's a, even a discussion going on with the, the so-called competition between natural immunity and vaccine immunity, which, as far as I'm concerned, is key. Because once you understand that, the, the, the difference, uh, all of a sudden there is no purpose of the vaccine passport. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and I think, I think that, that is good news. And uh, they're, uh, they're showing right now that the people are building up their resistance and uh, the more the merrier. So uh, uh, we have, uh, you know, some good, uh, good results here when we see how many people are doing this. And the governor's willing to speak out. You know, before it was like about two governors yeah, in, like South Dakota and Florida. Yeah. But now uh, we, uh, we we complain about our governor and he's doing better. So we give him a little boost. So, uh, and, you know, uh, I keep thinking when you look at this and you think about last year when the cities were burning and the, you know, the uh, the tense cities that had developed and the and, and the rioting that was excused and the police attack that there's no way uh this couldn't be a political benefit to one party over the other yeah. but uh we don't even know for sure but when you look at that it it looks like uh the people who who support the lockdown uh, shouldn't be rewarded with uh, a continuation of their job yeah well you know this is a slow process and i think the momentum is starting to go in our favor and we'll talk later about uh, overseas where it's also going but the thing about Biden's speech that was crazy, and many people pointed this out, and the Daily Caller was one of them. We do have a video clip that's coming up next. But he basically, Biden is trying to convince people to take the, the, pass, the vaccine, while at the same time telling us that the vaccine doesn't work. And no wonder people are confused. Let's put up this next video clip, and you can listen to this on your, uh, your, your headphone, Dr. Paul. This is, uh, this is Biden during his speech uh, on Thursday. Disney. Tyson's Food, and even Fox News. The bottom line, we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. We're going to reduce the spread of COVID. I mean, it's not complicated. He said we have to protect vaccinated people against their unvaccinated co-workers. <laughs> well, isn't that why people get the vaccine? So they're protected from unvaccinated co-workers or anyone else? So he, he, may, he, he actually proved a point that goes against what he's trying to say, yeah. you know, the, the vaccinations. And now we're, now we're getting other information out that uh, there may be a, a rebellion going on at the FDA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple top uh, in, investigators there, uh, I think quit. And, uh, and it's showing that, uh, you know, the rebellion is spreading. And when you see the split there, uh, pretty soon uh, maybe uh, there'll be a bigger split between the uh, CDC and the FDA. Yeah, yeah. So that, uh, that, is, that is good. And uh, it's, it's good because it sends a message to the people that they don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, when, the, when the real scientific evidence comes out 
and people understand it uh, a little bit better, uh, all of a sudden they're going to lose enthusiasm for it. Because when the FDA comes out and said, you know, we, we probably don't need these extra shots, uh, one shot is about the best you can get, all of a sudden, what? Yeah. What's going on? And they're talking about the third one? Yeah. And it looks like they were almost uh, hurrying this shot up because, uh, uh, you know, I think they probably knew the FDA wasn't going to be uh, roll over for, for all the uh, vaccine uh, uh, people that want to, you know, the, uh, the, the lockdown. You and know. I think we even saw that just today, just before we went on, uh, that the FDA was saying, you know, it's very questionable whether this booster is needed. And Moderna stock is going like this. <laughs> oh, no, what are we going to do? The, the weird thing is that Biden is such a bad salesman for the vaccine because he keeps, <laughs> he keeps telling us it doesn't work. And then he expects everyone to go get it. And I think that's why he's trying to, uh, you know, put up his dukes and say, hey, we're going to beat you into taking this thing. Um, whereas in reality, obviously, people would take it if they believed it. And let's finish out this segment with a couple of tweets from our favorite member of Congress, who we had the pleasure of spending time with last weekend at the Ron Paul Institute conference, and that is Thomas Massey, who gave a great talk. But he makes a very good point. He, he did this on September 11th. He said, vaccine mandates and booster vaccines are being pushed by vaccinated people who aren't happy with the effectiveness of the vaccine they took. And leave it to Massey to really put something together in a succinct way. But let's look in that next one that Massey, and this is actually breaking news. He tweeted this from the House Judiciary Committee just this morning, 10 a.m. this morning. He said, I believe we are about to vote against Biden's illegal vaccine mandate in the Judiciary Committee in the course of our budget reconciliation hearing. We're having a great debate on it. The Democrats are offering almost no rebuttal so far. Stay tuned for the roll call. And I haven't seen the roll call yet, Dr. Paul. It could be wrong. They might go along party lines. But just the fact that it looks like some of the Democrats in the committee are a little bit nervous about a president saying, you know, Deus Volt, you will get this, you know, shot or get fired. It should be considered un-American. Yeah, it should be. Immoral. Immoral. And unconstitutional. Besides that, we don't like it. We don't like it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there was um, a, a comment I made, as a matter of fact, even, even today about the, the uh, uh, vaccines and all. And this, of course, uh, we rely a lot on Zero Hedge for up-to-date news. Yeah, I'll tell you what, they, they do a good job. And uh, I, I want to read a quote that came, came out today about, uh, you know, some of the inefficiency. Uh, they said uh, impo imposing green pass rules on certain venues is needed. Oh, oh this came from Israel. Yeah. And, and this was a, uh, oh, these are really authentic because it was on a mic that nobody was supposed to be listening That's to. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes it more important. Imposing green pass rules on certain venues is needed only, <laughs> only to pressure members of the public to get vaccinated. <laughs> And not for medical reasons. Wow. And that's the health minister talking to the <laughs> interior minister, admitting. Yeah, I'm going to read a little bit more of this. Israeli health minister uh, Nitzan Horowitz said on Sunday, ahead of a major uh, cabinet meeting, and of course he didn't think anybody was listening. I, I'm unaware that his words were being broadcast live to the nation on Channel 12. Horowitz told interior minister Shaked that not only should the green passes be removed as a requirement to dine at outdoor restaurants, but also for swimming pools to 
you know, all this nonsense and people. So this this is an official. This is who's running thing. And it's sort of, you, you know, the biggest problem with the people getting truth out of the government. I think that is the biggest problem because and, and that's why they're disgusted with it, because you can depend on government officials almost consistently to distort uh, and to confuse and flat out lie for their purposes, whether it's in foreign policy or domestic policy. But this this really confirms they're lying, you know. And uh, again, what it's going it's going to do it's going to uh, encourage people to become uh, less supportive. And uh, yeah, this this will serve our interests because people wake up. Maybe there is some truth that we shouldn't pay any attention to these people, and they've gone completely wrong, and there's a lot of mistakes made, and they continue to make them. This whole idea that uh, the, vac- the vaccinated people, their enemy, are the unvaccinated. Yeah. Which, is, which they're saying. That's well, what they're saying. Which is saying that the vaccine doesn't work. Yeah, I just wonder how long before the Israelis are going to be sick of being pushed around by their government. <laughs> we talk a lot about Israel because it's a fascinating situation where they were forced into taking these vaccines. And now here we, do the, we see the people who did the forcing saying, hey, it wasn't for medical reasons. We just wanted to push people around and force them to do what we wanted. I think I, just, I sense the Israelis are going to get a little bit irritated with this, and they probably should. But speaking of Israel, and here's our second uh, main story of the day which is this, uh, the issue of this Israeli study. And we can put up this next clip. This is from the Times of Israel. And it's fascinating. Now listen, it's published but not peer review, okay? We're, you know, caveat right there. But what they did is that they, uh, they took a good look at immunity after vaccine versus immunity after recovering from the disease. This is the Maccabee Healthcare Service. They compared individuals who got two shots of the vax with 46,035 people who caught and recovered. The result, Dr. Paul, is startling. People with double vaccine had a six times higher chance of catching the virus than those who recovered, uh, which is not how it was sold. Uh, Israel had 640 breakthrough infections among the vaccinated and only 108 among those previously infected. A separate sample in Israel was even more startling. A sample of 16,215 infected during Israel's third wave, January to February to 2021, compared with people vaccinated during that period. The Delta had a 27-fold higher chance of breaking through the vaccine than from those who acquired natural immunity through recovery from previous infection. Blockbuster, blockbuster study, and even CNN could not ignore this study. And let's listen to... Dr. Fauci's response when asked, well, what about this Israeli study? How do I convince people to take the shot when the data coming out of Israel is saying a different story? Let's, let's put that one, that second uh, video clip up. Here's Fauci on CNN, of all places, asked this question. His reaction is priceless. There was a study that came out of Israel about natural immunity, and basically the headline was that natural immunity provides a lot of protection, even better than the vaccines alone. Um, how, what, are, what are people to make of that? So, so as we talk about vaccine mandates, there are, I get calls all the time. People say, I've already had COVID, I'm protected, and now the study says maybe even more protected than the vaccine alone. Should they also get the vaccine? How do you make the case to them? 
You know, that's a really good point, Sanjay. I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. He basically says, well, I have no idea. I can't answer the question. It's pretty startling, Dr. Paul, to hear what he said. Uh, Fauci. Uh, he said, uh, he did go on to say, we, we, uh, we don't know how durable the immunity is after receiving the dose, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, that's fine. Maybe you don't know how durable natural immunity is, but we do know that the vaccine immunity must be wearing off, otherwise they wouldn't be talking about a booster, right? I mean, it's pretty simple. Yeah, and, and he, he says this on with an open mic. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he wanted people to hear because he was really trapped. Yeah, I mean, the look and, on his face. And that whole thing, that it never, it, from, well, maybe CNN eventually will have to shift gears a little bit because they allowed that question to be yeah. asked. And uh, that, that doctor isn't exactly a friend to uh, libertarian ideas, but he put him on the spot, yeah, which yeah. means it was that much more valuable. And that, that, that tells you that, uh, that Fauci is a little uncertain about what's going on. He doesn't have an answer be, because his position doesn't really have it. So this is, this is their problem. This might be his undoing finally, because when Gupta, as you say, the most mainstream, no friend of personal freedom uh, doctor, out there asking Fauci, and I think there was some frustration in his voice, what do I tell people who are pointing to this Israeli study saying, please convince me that this is a good thing to do? We have no firm answer on that, which Fauci says. Yeah. There was a, a good article also on this subject in AIER, and uh -huh. uh, they talked about the details of, of what you can't know, and uh, yet they take the position that uh, natural immunity the evidence is overwhelming that natural immunity does uh, protect much better and much longer and that repeated va uh, the, the repeated vaccines is actually damaging uh, to the t-cells uh, you know which is another natural uh, protection but they they claim the statistics uh, are unknown they think they think the our argument is much stronger than has been proven yet because there are estimates on how many people uh, and we talked about this when they were reporting diseases you know and the infections and the positive tests and uh, all the negative positives and and uh, the reliability of the test but um, they, they argue that uh, probably half of the population has natural immunity no, and, well. and mainly because a lot of people never reported it you know sometimes if one member of a family um, you know has it and then the other other ones have uh, milder symptoms and they have it and they know what it is and and people are getting better they don't they don't report all this so but they do get their natural immunity so there's no way uh, that they'll ever know exactly but their estimate was that they believe that half of the population right now uh, has natural immunity. So mess them up with forcing vaccination makes no sense whatsoever. And it's a bit of hysteria and profiteering that I think is going on. Yeah, indeed. Well, here's another bit if we want to move on to the UK, because this is also huge news. The UK, as we know, because we've talked about it for months, Dr. Paul, they have been not quite as bad as Lunatic Asylum Australia, but they've been pretty bad with vax mandates and shutdowns and lockdowns and don't go out and don't do this and don't do that. We were wondering how long it was going to be before they started waking up and the people of the UK said enough. We've seen a lot of protests in London. We've seen a lot of protests throughout the country. Finally, we're seeing something very significant happen. And I think, Dr. Paul, politically, this is a blow to Biden because Biden moving forward, grabbing, pushing more and more, 
Let's look at this next uh, picture. This is the uh, health minister, the, va or the vaccine uh, minister in, uh, in UK. Uh, the UK's passport plan triggers backlash in the UK. They have announced that they will all of a sudden drop all plans for vaccine passport. You do not have to show your papers to go anywhere in the UK. And I think it will happen today. Boris Johnson, who is a tyrant, uh, he said he is going to roll back a lot of the coronavirus uh, authority that he's given himself. You know, the, the evidence has to be overwhelming for them to have to do this because they have to be so embarrassed about it and that uh, they have to stand up and say, you know, all this stuff we've been talking about is completely wrong and uh, we're not going to do it. But at least at least they are backing off. But uh, the, the truth is, though, they they could have not instituted it if they followed some other rules that they should, like uh, to keep the government out of practicing medicine and a few other things like that. But uh, I think uh, I think all this is good news that they're waking up, they're willing to say it, and they stand in front of a mic and say, in England, they're yeah. saying, well, uh, yeah, we like this passport idea, but we have to be aware <laughs> they'll think up something else, <laughs> you yes. know. Right now, there's still too, too many believers in, in uh, monitoring people going in and out on whether or not they've had the shot. Uh, I don't know. But, and I don't even think they'll go to saying, well, we will actually measure your antibodies because uh, they'd lose that argument, too. Yeah. Because if anything is close to what I just read, that uh, there's an estimate that maybe half of the people that haven't even been uh, reported on probably have immunity. Well, the thing that's significant about the UK is that this was not Boris Johnson waking up and saying, you know what, I'm really sounding like horrible, like Stalin, I'm going to back off. No, this was a cross-partisan rebellion within the parliament of the UK. And this is a message for the US Congress, for Democrats out there too, that these people who are opposed, who are in opposition, have stood up to it. And this is uh, Alistair Carmichael of the uh, opposition Liberal Democrats. He said of uh, Johnson's scheme, this quote opens the door to a major change in the relationship between the citizen and the state. This is the mm -hmm. imposition of, of vax mandates. It's fascinating. Uh, the Labor Party, Angela Rayner, deputy leader of the Labor Party, said their party cannot support any potential COVID pass scheme for access to everyday services. And even better, his own party, conservative MP William Ragg called it, quote, a load of rubbish. <laughs> Very this is a load of rubbish. So when he, I think when Johnson looked over and he saw that he had lost even his own people on this, that's when he realized gig is up. Something's going to happen. Yeah, and one thing is, is may, maybe this will happen, but it's, it's problems like this have existed before. But uh, after it, it does settles, but they don't seem to learn a long time, a long term lesson. Which to me, the lesson is is uh, bureaucratic answers to uh, the idea of when an individual should submit to getting a vaccination. It's a completely different issue. Yeah. And uh, that, that, I think, is the real problem. And there's too many who have been in government 
uh, on both sides of the aisle that have been tinkering and t uh, with the principles of liberty, a little sacrifice of liberty for yeah. safety. Uh, and and that's, that's why they justify just about everything they do in Washington, you know, whether, whether it's uh, uh, the uh, welfare state or the warfare state, it's always for safety, for safety. Yeah. That's what they have to do, keep you safe and take care of you. You have to have a safety net. There's a safety net, and we sure wish uh, that people could get out of those safety nets because yeah. they're hemming them in. They're not helping people. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at the same time, the UK has said, we can't do this. This isn't working. Let's look at this next uh, picture here. This is what Biden's doing. He's moving in the opposite direction. We're not done yet. That's what Biden said. We're not done yet. Biden to announce more pandemic measures. He may have stepped out ahead of things here. If he sees that, and I think that's why the UK thing is so significant. And as we started the 27 state rebellion, and I think some blue states should join in because this should not be political. Uh, and unfortunately, it is political. It should not be. But if he's moving in the wrong direction and the winds start blowing the other way, which it seems like they are, could get interesting. Yeah, sure is. There's 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 a bit of freedom left. Uh, and we suffer not only from the taking away of our liberties, but we suffer more from lack of enthusiasm and understanding of the necessity and why the principles of liberty are so important. That's something the founders understood. I mean, they, they didn't run because they wanted to get food stamps. Yeah. And they didn't want it, want it because they wanted to invade a European country or the Middle East. That wasn't what they were talking about. And they, they talked about the principles of private property ownership and, and what personal liberty meant. But uh, we've drifted so far away from that now it's a political game uh, where, you know, sort of disgusting about, uh, you know, how, how the, you know, the two parties aren't exactly alike. And yet I always say, but the big stuff, they're very much in agreement with. So you, you can't you can't blame Biden for the uh, for the inflation that's coming, the price yeah. inflation, why, why the cost of living is going up. He was part of it. He was part of a system he never said boo to. Yeah. But no, it, it took a lot of Republican votes and it took a lot of Democratic votes and it took a lot of support from the people for us to get to where we are. So those attitudes have to change. That's why I'm excited about it when I see attitudes uh, changing. And I was thinking about, I'd like to sort of mention the football game. You don't yeah. happen to have that thing. We have that final clip, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's have a look at that because this is where real America is at. That final uh, video clip uh, that we found on Twitter, we can play that one. Yeah, I that think this is neat. Yeah, this is this is this is why he's behind. Let's watch this. Here we go. Can't sit back in coverage. You can't sit in man coverage. They got to send somebody. Anthony Brown has been clean all day long. He's got to have pressure in his face now. You know, I don't know why I get so excited about this because I don't even watch football games. <laughs> I, I think football is great. I love sports and all this, but I'm not a very good spectator. But that, that to me, are people, they, they don't even know what they're cheering for. And it's okay because what they choose to cheer for is who's going to win the football game, yeah, yeah. which is sort of benign and fun and the kind of thing you do in a free country. But they were cheering for liberty as yeah, far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And uh, a year ago, that, that didn't happen. Yeah. You, know, you know, and that stupidity of propping 
uh, mannequins up That's and pretending insane. that we're people watching. That's and it's still where I see it bad is the capitulation of the large companies, especially the owners of football, yeah. because they roll Terrible. over for the government and Terrible. they are participating and they're corporatists who, who lend toward and drift toward a more of a fascist state because they want to be the enforcers. But somebody's going to be disappointed. They're not going to have any passports to check. Yeah. So, but but they, might check, they might find something else. But what we need is the momentum of what's happening in that football game. And uh, I don't even know who was playing, but I know there was somebody enjoying the fact that they could go there. Yeah. And I didn't see one mask. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, they were cheering for the team, but, you know, I saw clips from other football games across the country, and over and over they were also chanting, blank Biden. So he, <laughs> might, be, he might be, you know, looking at a well, different kind of uh, rebellion there. <laughs> right. Some bad words we don't even say on the show. But the final little mini story we want to talk about, and this is the miscalculation on the part of Biden by saying, take a shot or lose your job. Because particularly in this uh, economy, and we see it throughout here in Brazoria County too, literally every business says help wanted, we're hiring, please come in. And when Biden's telling America, take this shot, do what I say or, or you're fired, a lot of America is saying, forget it, I quit. And this is, look at this next one, there are real world consequences to doing this, to messing with the economy like this. And we talked about this earlier, there's a New York hospital that had to pause delivering babies after staffers quit rather than getting vaccinated. I think there were 60 staffers who said, okay, forget it. We'll, go, we'll quit. We're done. Yeah, the, the, the name that came to my mind when I first saw this was Ayn Rand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on strike, you know. But how can a doctor go on strike, you know? Uh, and, and a lot don't like it. And they're not comfortable with it. But what if what they're doing is worse than making the point? Uh, and right now, I think this is probably more isolated and it's gotten some attention and uh, but but if you endorse a system which is rotten to the core uh, you're doing more harm so if you endorse something that helps up this much but giving up a hundred percent of the principle uh, then then you're making things much worse but uh, th these people stood up for it. Uh, but, but it reminds me and I may have mentioned this one time already but uh, you know this the school systems all messed up and they're still not straight because yeah. there's still there's there's some dictators in the school district that still want uh, lockdown on that. So they passed all these laws, especially, uh, you know, last year and uh, last year's term. And then they were hoping everything would be fixed up during the summer and everybody would rush back to the schools. Well, it turns out that uh, parents remembered. As a matter of fact, they've been more aggravated in some regards. So they, uh, they, uh, they sent their kids to school. But the kids, uh, some of them, which didn't have uh, monitored parents that monitored them all, all of a sudden the uh, attendance yeah. went crashing down, yeah. and it might have even been the parents might have been participating, but the attendance level was way down. They say, well, there, you know, there's a little rebellion going on there. Yeah. But what, what is interesting is the, the mentality of this, because the, the first month ends up, or when they have to make the report to the government to get their reimbursement per student. They didn't have enough students. Oh boy, we're going to get cut ten percent. So, so they had a solution. A there was no problem. What we need to do is get the students there. Uh, they they didn't say, well, why aren't they coming? Yeah. You know, we got to get the students there. Uh, so I, I think even somebody that was a head officer in this school district uh, w went herself 
and became a truant officer. They started <laughs> knocking on doors, and, and you know, they caused all this trouble, and they had to hire more truant officers to round up kids and force them in there as if they were going to get educated. But the only education they generally talk about on some of these administrators is how am I get my money uh, you know, from the government and be reimbursed and keep all these salaries up and all that kind of stuff. I, I think this is just so typical of yeah. how ridiculous government intervention is. It doesn't work. It backfires. And uh, if they, there's just a couple principles they need to follow. They shouldn't do anything that's immoral or illegal or unconstitutional uh, or you have to use coercion. A simple little rule of that would solve a lot of our problems. Those kids are probably all sitting home watching Tom Woods do the Ron Paul curriculum, <laughs> yeah. you know, actually learning something. <laughs> but speaking of schools, and let's look, this is the, the next clip here. This is n more miscalculation. This is happening in Chicago. They told the, uh, the school bus drivers, hey, you got to take the shot or you can't work. They said, okay, we quit. And so now they got <laughs> problems. After school bus drivers quit over a vaccine mandate, Chicago is looking to Uber and Lyft for help. <laughs> so 2,000 students learned at the last minute that there was no driver for their bus. And they all do it and claim they're doing it for the children. Yeah. And that's why they, that's why they want to give vaccination to children who should not be vaccinated, you yeah. know, unless there's some special circumstances. circumstances. But, but, but they, they do that and it's always for the children because they're part of the village and the village has to be responsible. Parents don't know how to do it. And all parents are the same, they're irresponsible. So it's up to the village, it's up to Hillary and the rest of them uh, to make sure that they're taken care of. So you have these bus problems and, and uh, true Truant officers uh, have to pay the truant officers go out and round up the uh, the the kids so we can get more they can get more money from the government so they can pay the the salaries of the truant. Uh, Insane. But we we need to concentrate on the beginning of our program. You know something's happening. Yes. Uh, and uh, it's hopefully fundamental and uh, we might see some positive things not that you'll see the final answers because you know the one one party versus the other there's definitely different approaches and all but but the big picture of government intervention government spending government printing money government supporting wars uh, th there's not enough difference to say well here comes a solution it's only going to come by more of those people you know, cheering for liberty, yeah. but they have to also become more knowledgeable of what they're cheering for and understand the principles of liberty that allow them to go to that football game and have a good time. Exactly. Well, I'm going to close out if, if you think okay. we're done, and I just want to tell everyone, uh, I have this is my first day back. I took a couple of days uh, back in D.C. to go over the old stomping grounds, uh, but the conference was a great success. Uh, it was such a delight to meet so many of you there. So many of you came. The house was packed, great people. I wish we could do it every weekend, to be honest, Dr. <laughs> Paul. Um, but we had a great time, and I want to thank all of you for coming out. And uh, those of you that didn't, I hope you can make it next time. There will be a next time. I think we all felt uh, recharged our batteries because of that. Uh, and I would like to mention, uh, subscribe to the Ron Paul Institute for updates. A lot of people said, hey, I had no idea you guys were having it, and now it's all sold out. And I said, subscribe to our updates and you'll be the first to know. So just go to ronpaulinstitute.org and subscribe for free. We're not going to sell your name or do anything weird with it. We're just going to let you know when we have conferences so you can get your tickets. I will put a link in the description so you can subscribe. Our subscriber base is growing, but we do need to have a way of getting in touch with you. If something else happens, we won't discuss what. So thanks, everyone. Subscribe. Keep up to date with what we're doing. Dr. Paul, back to you. Very good. 
you know, sometimes when you run into a problem when you're planning a program like this, and uh, I was very generous. I let Daniel worry about all the problems, and uh, I just said, I'll come, you know. But uh, he had one little problem. We all did. Uh, that cropped up, and many, most of you know about it, and that is a week before the conference, a week or so, they, the hotel calls, the hotel we've been to several times, it said, you know, the government uh, wants, their, wants to control their property, and the, pro the hotel was on government property, so they ruled the day. I don't even know what their contract said, but they, that was the boss. So they said that we have to take over this hotel because we need it for administration of the refugees coming back from uh, coming to, uh, to uh, uh, and, and from uh, Afghanistan. And uh, so, they, but the hotel told us, well, they'll all be out by August 30th and you guys can get in by the 3rd and be okay. I told Daniel, no way, we can't do that. I mean, well, if anything, what you learn in Washington, there's a lot of things you should learn, a lot of things that people don't learn, but one thing you should learn is you can't really trust what the government tells you. So uh, eventually, though, the hotel that we were scheduled to go to called and said uh, they'll, they'll help transfer us. So we went to the new hotel. But the thing, the, the surprise that came is not only was it a, a nuisance, we survived that, but Daniel was able to send out this message, extra message, and we had another 75 people come because the room was bigger. So we had an even more successful conference. More people could come because of that little glitch that was thrown in, and the glitch I blame on, on, the, on the government, but I guess we should look at hotels that are totally private, but just going private isn't the solution because too many big businesses now are in bed with the government. There's too much corporatism going on, so that's no guarantee. So uh, you have to look to uh, uh, resources closer to home and people that you know and understand and, and uh, people, if they're a large business person, uh, you know, you, you'd think they'd be absolutely on our side because we want free markets and uh, low taxes and all this, but uh, no, they, uh, they, they also have a dependency on big government. You know, uh, they can be punished if they don't do the dirty work for the government. And uh, fortunately, it looks like the uh, vaccine passport may, you know, that whole idea may collapse. But the business people were quite willing. They actually promoted it, you know, the big, big uh, events. And uh, they, they were pushing it. So anyway, we saw some benefits from, from uh, what was, what's going on. Uh, people are resisting and uh, people played football over the weekend. So we'll keep plugging away because uh, it uh, certainly is available to us if enough people wake up because I know that uh, we met a bunch of them on the weekend. They, they don't need educated, you know, in the sense that they know what they want. They want to live in a free society. And that's why we are so grateful to have you supporting us and tuning into our Liberty Report. And please come back soon.